Hey everyone, welcome to episode 71 of You Heard It Here Second. New podcasts are released every week on DerekAndSteve.com and iTunes as well. So just search for Derek and Steve or You Heard It Here Second and make sure to subscribe today. It's not a hot dog eating contest. It's a shove bread and meat in your mouth and don't throw up contest. (laughs) Derek and Steve present... Oh, Squatty Potty, you fill me with endless joy, yet leave me empty. I suddenly have time to pick up a new hobby. I don't know what to do with all the extra time I save now that I poop faster. Mahershala Ali starred in Moonlight, also starred in... Other stuff. Other stuff. (laughs) Well, like, why don't you just put it on a blender and drink it? it... This hot dog is... The technological future. It is. It is. It's augmented reality. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 71 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what's going on? What's going on, Derek? Well, that was by far one of my better intros. (laughs) I I really liked that intro. Um, So I thought I'd kick it off by introducing the fans, and I introduced you to this yesterday, Mm -hmm. but I got a good little song of the summer. Uh, Love Generation by Bob Sinclair. Bob Sinclair. Here's a little taste. Yes. There we go. Just puts you in an immediate good mood. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So that's Love Generation by Bob Sinclair. I just heard it in some store recently on like a Saturday. Shazammed it immediately and said, this needs to be my summer song. Not new, but oh, not seemingly new. No. just not heard too often. Exactly. I mean, you've it sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's one of those that you've like heard it somewhere. But it's been buried. Yeah. And I'm glad I rediscovered it. Yeah. So just wanted to reintroduce it to the world. Um, Love Generation, Bob Sinclair. There you go. That that was it. (laughs) Like I played the song again. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Great episode (laughs) for you guys today. BC Update, followed by pop culture, followed by sports. Three periods, no guests. Just not not too heavy on the sports. Really not. Pretty light on sports. We're a new light sport episode. Pretty heavy pop culture. Yeah. A lot of things going on in the pop culture world. Yeah. That we found out about. 30 seconds before the show. <laughs> and some things are going on and some things are not really going on, but like we'll talk about them anyway. <laughs> yes. So they're going yeah. on for us. They're going on for us. So, um, so first up is the BC update. Um, the only, only two quick things here, not a lot to talk about, but um, one thing I want to note is that the Boston College Night at Fenway is September 27th. Uh, you can buy tickets through BC and, and, spend, and sit with all the other BC fans. They'll be giving away Boston College... Red Sox shirts, so I think they say Red mm. Sox with Boston College colors. Uh, they, I don't think they actually say Boston College anywhere. Yeah, but, right. And they do it for all the schools around Boston, all the major schools. And the 27th just happens to be, September 27th happens to be Boston College night. There you go. So it's a little ways it's away. It's a little but... ways away, but I thought it was a cool event. thought we should at least make a note of it. And if you're thinking about going to a Red Sox game, why not? Why not make it that why one? Why not plan for one in September? Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what day of the week that was? Did you say that? Did I miss it? I did not say Sorry, it, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll do a quick check. No, I'm going to do a quick check faster. All right. Steve's going to do the quick check. Wednesday. Wednesday. That was, that was fast. That was, that was a fast check. I'm, um, good, I'm good at deciding what days are <laughs> are uh, the number of the week. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Wednesday, 
in September. That's going to be right after football season started off. Maybe we'll have a promising football team. You can be in the in a good BC mood, and then you can go to Fenway and mark watch your calendars. Um, Red Sox. Do you know who that's? Did you say who that's against? I know, but we can figure that yeah. out later. So it could be a, could be an important game. You know, September Red Sox could not be a playoff. The, push. Not at the pace the Rays are flying. That's true. Up. It could be a Red Sox Rays game. For could all be we a Red Sox Rays game. It could be. They a don't game be the most play, important playoff implications. So um, second up on the BC update, uh, Alejandro Bedoya actually played soccer while we were at Boston College. Um, he's serving as the U.S. captain in the Gold Cup games. Wow. Uh, and these are, I believe, qualifiers for the U, for the World Cup. If not, the Gold Cup is very. It's the Gold like, Cup's important. It's important because it's like the yeah. North American series, right? It's like yeah. it's how we decide the best team in North America. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't mean much for his future. Like he could even just not make the World Cup roster, but it is a good sign, um, especially because he's a BC grad and BC's not known for soccer by any means. Right. Um, and so now we've got a, a player who's a captain for the U.S. team in the Gold Cup series and then potentially yeah. makes the team for the World Cup, which right, would be awesome. Right. Yeah, and so I think the I think the Gold Cup is more than just North America. I think it's the, both of the Americas, North you and think? South America. I yeah, think. you're right, you're right. Um, or may, it might not be all like of South America because like, I don't Isn't think Brazil con- is in it. But like, Yeah, it's the CONCACAF um, Gold Cup, I believe. Uh, we're not the most well-versed on soccer. Can, uh, can you tell? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Our roommate would probably be killing us right now if we didn't know whether or not this was a World Cup qualifier. But I believe they are. I believe the Gold Cup matches are World Cup qualifying matches. So the only problem I have with soccer, and this illustrates that, and it's it's partly my ignorance, but some games are not important. Yeah. Some games are friendlies. Some games are Gold Cup games. Some games are World Cup qualifiers. Mm-hmm. I mean, a soccer fan will argue that all games are important, but... I don't know what game applies to what division or like what gets me to win the World Cup, yeah. what gets me to qualify. What, I, I don't know. And I feel like it's probably even harder in it, Europe. Well, yeah, it is. Well, well, definitely. And I think for the U.S. team, it's kind of hard because we find out like, you know, they'll, they'll put it all over ESPN like, oh, the U.S. is playing so and so. Right. Like once in a while you turn it on and it's like, oh, the U.S. men's national team is playing. This is relatively infrequent that I see the U.S. men's national team playing. Yeah. But sometimes it's just a friendly, you know? And so it's like now, if half the time that I see them playing and passing, it doesn't count, how am I supposed to know when it does count? Yeah. You know, because it, it's it's not as mainstream to us as the other sports are. So Hype me up for the, for the ones that matter, but, like, tell me why yeah. they matter. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, so I feel like there's a lot of hype around these games, like, on ESPN, just because they're on ESPN and ESPN right. needs to promote them. Yeah. Not because I know exactly what we're playing for. Yeah, and, and there's not nearly enough like regular check-ins on what's going on with it and like what the whole status yeah. is. You know, like ESPN Sports Center should have every week. They should have an update on like what like what is the U.S. status for qualifying for the World Cup. Yeah. Like, what do they have coming up? When's the next time you have to pay attention to it for the U.S. to qualify for the World Cup? We've we've seen this every four years. We see this the World Cup captures everyone's attention. Everyone is in and everyone is well-versed and everyone knows what's going on when the World Cup arrives. Yeah. But the whole lead-up to it is just as important for a country like the U.S. Yeah. And we need to know more about it. So I agree. That was the BC update. That was the BC update. We, <laughs> we spurred off of it into, uh, pop, into um, soccer and, and yep. the Gold Cup and the World Cup. Anyway, that's it for the BC update. Let's move along to pop culture. we got a lot of things to touch on. Derek. A lot of things to touch on. What do you want to touch on first? You know... I'm down to go in the order we have them here. All right. If you don't have Kick any objection to that. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the one thing that I referred to that isn't really happening, but it's happening for us, yeah. which is Homeland Season 3. 
Let's so, go. Uh, I think there have been six seasons of Homeland. I'm not positive. There might have been five. Five or six. It's either five or six. Um, but we finished season three over the weekend, or last night, actually, I think. Um, and so, I don't know. So we, we don't need to, we don't need to talk about the yeah. plot. But what, So what do we think about the... So for those of you who watch season three, we are at the point... At, so who, those of you who watch Homeland, sorry, we are at the... Spoilers? We just concluded season three. I mean, we can spoil anything that happened in the first three seasons of okay, Homeland, perfect. I think. That's old enough at this Do point. Spoiler. Um, so, uh, Brody is dead. Brody's Brody dead. Brody dies in the season three finale. Um, Spoiler alert. He is, he is uh, killed uh, via public execution for his crimes. But Carrie's so, pregnant. Carrie's pregnant with Brody's child. Carrie emotionally is a, is a wreck because of Brody's death. Um, and all the time. Now, so... You know, let's talk a little bit about these two characters that everyone <laughs> hates. Um, <laughs> I hate them. Carrie and Brody are the two main characters of the entire show through the first three seasons. And so obviously that's finally going to change where Brody is no longer in the picture. Um, but, you know, may- hopefully, maybe, hopefully this will be a good thing for Carrie's character. Because I think I said to you as season three was winding down, it's like, okay, Brody is now dead. Like, now this show will be forced to... To show me why Carrie is anything of a character without Brody. Yes. Like, nothing about her character has been relevant at all without the Brody context in the entire show. Yeah. Like, everything she does and all of her emotional breakdowns and everything is always about Brody. So. It's annoying. So, I, I don't want to talk too much about it because if, you, if you've watched Homeland, you're further than we are. If you yeah. haven't, we've, spo- right. we've spoiled it for yeah. you. So, uh, I will say the same thing that we need to see something in season four because it's, I feel like. It was that could have been the end of the show. Yeah. They did not set me up for anything in season four. No, nothing. They literally except just, for the except for the thirty seconds of dialogue where they talked about what season four was exactly. Be. He, where he sits her down and says, "How about your new job in Istanbul?" And she yeah. says, "I'll take it." And he goes, "Great." <laughs> and then that's you're like, okay. So that's what season four will be. You'll yeah. be in Istanbul, but but you know Carrie's pregnant and she's dumb freaking, freaking out about this pregnant. child, and so you know. I guess the last thing I want to just ask you um, before we move on from this, they obviously did a lot to have you swing back and forth on Brody throughout this entire show. They tried. They tried. They tried. They did a lot to try that. Um, How did it end up working for you beyond just saying it didn't work? Sure. You know, because because I will say it got, it got more effective than it was. You know, I would say the ending got them closer to what they tried to do. Than anything previously, you know, like like the the sob stories of like, oh well, I almost killed everybody, but like my daughter's sad. So like, I know doesn't it, really work. I know what you're getting at. It's it. They do. Unfortunately for me, there's a there's a moment. It's the same moment for you, I mm-hmm. bet. That he's no longer a good guy and never will be. Like I don't. There's no redemption for yeah. Brody. He he presses the button yeah. when he has his suicide vest on in the safe house with the president and all those people. Physically presses the he button. He the button. And it didn't explode. Right. Then, he deci- then his daughter called and he had second thoughts. And now we're supposed to think he's good again. I mean, once that happened, I was like, yeah. get him out of here. Get, him, yeah. get everything. Like, I get it. He was warped. He was brainwashed. Mm-hmm. I, I understand the whole storyline. But at that point, it became, all right, I need to not root for this person. Mm-hmm. And they tried to, very hard yeah. to make me root for him. <laughs> and at, after season three, I was like, yeah. Thank goodness that whole se- that whole yeah. storyline's over. But so the the one thing I will say is that they so while they did try to make you root for him, it wasn't like a unanimous 
throughout the next two seasons, they tried to make you root for him consistently either, you know, because they did try to make this like uncertainty still lingering. It's like, okay, he's trying to become good again. And then they're like, well, I think they thought that we were wavering and I don't think I was at least. So, so it's not, I don't think that either of us were in, in wavering in the context of like, do we want to root for him or not? But I will say that you wavered in the context of knowing whether he was truly bad or good at his core. And again, so he pushed the button, so he was bad at his core. But like I mean I mean up until the last point of he's about to bail and like give up Jadavi. Yes. And like I didn't know if he was gonna flip back and actually complete his mission or not. Like I thought that he might not kill um the the main guy the main ranking guy there yeah, well but because it would have been back it, and forth. right it would have been it would have been saving his own ass he would have he, he would have been able to be a hero there you know yeah. so th- they just flip back and forth and and ultimately yes he redeemed he sort of redeemed himself in that he did complete that mission but it was like i don't know that I it was it was a long lasting headache he redeemed, of a character he redeemed himself for him not for yeah, us which right. is fine if that's like yeah. That's fine. Get him out of here. Redeem yourself. Fine. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know where yeah. it goes from here, but it obviously is still a successful show. It has a couple more seasons. I think we got to watch the rest that are of it. still airing. So I think we do have to at least go forward to season four. Let us know how season four is. I think um, I heard it's bad. You heard it was bad, but you might have been mixing it up. Might have been mixing season. it up with season three. Yeah. So um, so we'll see. But Homeland season three is in the books for us. Uh, a very slow moving show. Uh, yes. When I say no, I shouldn't. The show itself is not slow moving. I wouldn't say. It's slow moving for us watching it. Yes. <laughs> we have been watching it at a slow pace, is what I mean to say. Um, over several, over like a couple years, I think. So, um, <laughs> season three, baby, yeah. in the books. So season three is in the books. Um, next topic, Fourth uh, of July. Fourth of July. Fourth of July Happy was last 4th week. Happy Fourth of July. Yeah. Uh, it was great. I had a good Fourth of July. It's a weird day of the week. The yep. Tuesday's weird. We both worked worked Monday. We worked Monday. Yeah. Um, got out early, but we did fireworks. We went over to the Cambridge side, crossed yeah. the the Longfellow, Longfellow Bridge. Bridge. Yeah, well, we didn't Salt. actually cross the bridge because it was closed, but crossed on the way back, Salt and yep. Pepper Bridge. Yeah. Um, saw it from the Cambridge side. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, fireworks were good. I the only firework advancement that I saw was the USA. <laughs> yes. It USA shot was, out the letters USA. USA was cool, which was very cool. Other than that. No, no huge advancements. No, when are we yeah. gonna get the next big firework advancement? I want. I don't know. How can I don't we know. have I want virtual art. reality and we can put a hot dog anywhere in the world with our phone, but we can't make fireworks different? I mean, you I, they're what, amazing. You know what obviously. blows my mind? You know what <laughs> truly blows my mind? Tell me that it's 2017 and not one company that I've ever seen has put an advertisement in a firework. Oh for, wow! For the Fourth of July. You know how many people were sitting outside all freaking day to watch the fireworks? How do you do that? What though? if what if a firework blew up and it was like it was like uh, like uh, <laughs> like an Allstate logo or something? Yeah, well, like, I mean, can you make that happen? I don't know. That's that's you, I'm saying I can't believe it hasn't happened. Yeah. If they can blow them up, if they can blow up fireworks that say USA. Now, I know that might have just been a coordination of several fireworks lined up in a USA. I don't know. You know, but <laughs> we need the next big. Here's what I know: the next big firework thing. Here's what I know is that they make fireworks that look different when they explode. Yes, the, by design, they make this firework look different than this one. Yeah, that's how. So why work. can't they tailor them to the point of it looking like art, Derek, it lo- looking like whatever they design? This is it to the be. question I'm asking you. Yeah, this is know. what I'm talking about. I don't know. We need to find the firework scientists and get this is get some research and development. This over is there. one of the. This is one of the. 
mediums that I can count on probably one hand that I want advertising to be put into. <laughs> yeah. I want to be advertised to via fireworks. Yes. I like I can count on one hand how many things I can say if that about. If you can make them better by putting your logo in them, I mean, it would get old soon. It, it would, but what if it was a constantly new stream of advertising? Kind of like Super Bowl commercials. The yeah. one time I want you to put ads in there because you're going to put so much effort into it and make yeah. the experience better. Yeah. So, like, you know, let's say Pepsi does a firework and it explodes and it's just a Pepsi logo, right? But then Coke does one and it explodes and it's like a bottle of Coke and then like Derek, another firework pour like Derek, stop. Has you're, you're pouring out. <laughs> this is not. This is this is within 20 years. Well, duh. It should be with. It should be I'm, within the past five years. I, I'm saying we're way past the point of. I'm explaining how it would not get old. Fireworks haven't changed. This is the industry. Holy yeah. crap! You got to get into an industry. This is why Uber is excelling because taxis haven't changed in 50 years. Yeah. Now someone upset the industry. Let's yes. upset the firework industry. Uh, that we need to make fireworks that can be that you could submit ar- logo artwork or or just. You could submit a snap filter, il- electronic <laughs> Illustrator artwork, like made in Adobe Illustrator. You submit it, and I will make a firework that explodes to show your art. I I, am I cannot with you. believe that no one has done that. I okay, so, it's, so I'm getting upset now because I'm, so I'm the fireworks up. in Cambridge were good, but they people were, <laughs> but people camped out way too long. Yes, people were camped way out too like long. ridiculously long. What what else do people do? Like I don't know. Okay, I have no clue. Moving right along. Next up, we got Prime Day. Prime Today, day. if you're listening, yep. whoop, whoop, 7-11. happy Prime Day. Also, happy 7-Eleven Day, free Seven, Slurpees. Yeah. Whoop, I, I don't know whoop. if that was coincidental. Did they, like, it was Prime Day? Not Prime Day's not always on 7-Eleven, right? You're the Prime Day guy. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. You're the Amazon I don't Prime know the guy. significance of when Prime Day is. It's usually in, it's in this time of year. It's in July, I think, but I don't know if there's a significance if it's always the 11th or if it's always a Tuesday or what. But, um, yeah, Prime Day, check it out. I mean... Uh, Check it out. Just, <laughs> there's a lot of deals on there. Yeah. The way I described it to Steve, you don't go to you don't go shopping on Prime Day for stuff you need. Like if if you needed to buy a computer and you were like, all right, I'm gonna wait till Prime Day and I'm gonna buy it then. That's like what you do for Black Friday. Not yeah. the case for Amazon Prime Day. Prime Day has like these cycling deals all throughout the day, and they're really good deals usually if 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 you want that item. Yeah. So just browse all day and just like you might stumble across something that you want, but otherwise you're you gonna might not. browse all day. I'm gonna browse sporadically throughout the day as as much as I'm able to. Good idea. Time permitting. So there you go. There's Prime Day. Uh, we bought the microphone you're talking into is a Prime Day purchase. Prime last Day. Year. So um, there you go. There we go. Uh, next up, Rotten Tomatoes summer movies. Rotten Tomatoes summer movies. I did a quick, just little checkup on. Rotten Tomatoes this week, just to kind of see, oh, I wonder if there's any good movies out. Yeah, just a little check. Apparently, it's the best summer for movies in the history of all time. That's... Because we've got one, two, three, four, five movies in the 90s <laughs> that came out this week. Wow. Spider-Man is a 93. Baby Driver's a 96. Wonder Woman's a 92. The Big Sick is 97. And War of the Planet of the Apes is 93%. There are... And none of these movies I feel obligated to see. Do you no. feel like you should see any of them? Uh, not in theaters. I kind of want to see Baby no, Driver because it's so unique. I, I will say that I I said before we talked about a few of these when we did our our movie yeah. summer movie preview thing. Um, I, I said I would probably see Wonder Woman at some point, but I wouldn't go in theaters to see it. Uh, same goes for Baby Driver. Spider- the others, I, the others, I wouldn't even say that I like was planning to see like <laughs> yeah. at, at all. Yeah, so, apparently they're great, so we got to yeah. see them all now. So, so there's that. I don't know. We, we're not reviewing them. We're just saying... We'll do a quintuple feature at the movie theater. Yeah, just 
stay for five movies. <laughs> um, okay, so other than that, other big media news is Game of Thrones is finally back. Yeah, one, next one Sunday, this upcoming Sunday. If you're listening, you're five days away. Yep. It is less than five days away for for the listeners. I am very excited. Me too. I feel like it's been a longer break than usual. It has been. It usually starts in April. And apparently this is a shorter season. So it's yeah. a longer wait and a shorter uh, experience, which is but, unfortunate. But we're back. But in a very unrisky proclamation, everybody is saying the season is going to be amazing. Unrisky. Not, not risky at all to say that because everyone will love it no matter what happens. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the writers, I, I saw some quotes from writers saying, you know, they would be very surprised if people didn't think this was like one of the two best seasons of the show. Wow. Um, so basically, high expectations. The writers are very confident people are going to like this season. Um, That's how I like my writers. So I like my writers confident. Um, there was a stretch when those lost writers were not very confident, <laughs> I think. So. They had lost all confidence in <laughs> no themselves. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so there you go. Game there of Thrones. Game, Game of Thrones, Thrones back. coming back. Uh, last but not least... Zip car review. I took my first zip car this Sunday. Uh, how, do you have any questions for me, Derek? What are your questions? <laughs> so how is the zip car? You know, the zip Steve? car experience is pretty good. It's very expensive. How much would you? Did I tell you how much it cost? You told me a portion. You said it was seven dollars a month before all the charges. So that's no. very unhelpful. I so think. <laughs> it's sixty bucks for a year for the subscription. For a year. Okay. And then like twenty five for the initiation fee. And then, so I had to rent a car from eight thirty to twelve. So 30, 9 30, 10 hours. Yep. How long would, how much was three and a half hours? Three and a half hours, I would guess like 35 bucks. $55. 55 bucks. Pretty expensive. Yeah. So apparently so. some of that is in a Massachusetts surcharge, which you only get charged once. Okay. Um, other than that, it's pretty expensive. You only get charged once, like you that won't like get ten, charged You get like 10, you, you won't get charged 10, like the surcharge, which I think is $10. Okay, okay. Uh, but it's pretty expensive. Other than that, it's a very good service. I did. I filled it with gas. It was pretty cool to just fill a tank with gas and pay no money. <laughs> Locking it, unlocking it. All the cars have goofy names like Freedom Rider or Car McCarface. Mine was called Caballero. So I took Caballero to Newton to teach some tennis lessons. Uh, nice little car. We had a good time together. Uh, I had to drop him back off at home, and he's probably out with some other guy right now. Yeah. Um, but overall, Zipcar was good. I mean, I'll keep you posted if anything changes, but uh, I... Have a zip car. That is the update. <laughs> right. That is and great. And me and Caballero are we've got a thing, so I think maybe I'll try to keep him in the in the rotation. Yeah, there you go. So if you need a ride anywhere, just ask Steve because just he's ask got Steve a and car bring now. twenty bucks <laughs> per hour. <laughs> um. So I think that is that it. That's it for pop culture. I That's think. it for pop culture. All righty. I think that brings us into sports. So first up in sports. Wimbledon. Wimbledon. There's literally no other sports going on. <laughs> um, so Wimbledon. Nadal is out, defeated by uh, Mueller. Um, he was Nadal was one of the favorites to win. Now it's basically just Federer. Uh, Stan Wawrinka is out. Andy Murray's still in it. So our money's on Federer. Uh, on the women's side, however, two women Americans are still in it: Venus Williams and someone who I've mentioned on this podcast before. To root for as your young American, yes. Coco Vanderway. Yes. I am still on the Coco Vanderway bandwagon. Right. She just beat Caroline Wozniacki, number five seed, who I actually yep. also love. Um, so we're still in Coco's corner. Coco's so corner. So get in Coco's corner. If you haven't yet joined the Coco bandwagon, 
it's time to go cuckoo for Coco. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was a good one. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, so that's it. I mean, the, the women's side is wide open, but it should be good. I, I think there's the only other person to have won Wimbledon, I think, is Venus Williams, but I'm not sure. So it, we're going to get a very new or at least a person who hasn't won a long time winner at Wimbledon, right. which will be right. nice. Nice. Um, next up, Home Run Derby, which home we're run watching derby. now. Yes, the Home Run Derby is on in the background right now. Um, it'll be over when we're done. So there's nothing um, too much to worry about there. I think. Uh, as we look at it, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton are the two um, heavy favorites, I would say, the two most anticipated. They're heavy favorites, and they're also physically heavy yes. and favorited. Right. Yes. They're, so they're in every way of that phrase, they are heavy favorites. Yes. Um, I actually just meant that they were heavy, like weight-wise, and they were favorites. <laughs> yeah. I, meant, I meant the second way. They're also tall favorites. <laughs> um, they're strong favorites too. They, I, I think. Yeah. Um, they're good at baseball favorites. Okay, we get well. it. We keep moving. So, uh, but I don't. I don't know what else to say about the home run derby. <laughs> I so like. I mean, you asked me before if, if we care about the home run derby, and I, and I said I don't think so. Um, I, I will if if people want me to. Like if if you want if people want us to care about it, then I'll care about it. I guess. Who's people? Uh, our listeners, I guess. I don't think they want us to care very much. I don't think they. They definitely don't yeah. want us to care. And talk about it while it's on. Yeah. If, would you guys like us to do like a Chris Berman? Just like back, 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 back Charlie Blackman. 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 Oh, it's back, gone. Black, black, black. Like, and just do that for every swing. Because, I mean, we could if we want. Um, no, we won't do that. So, no. uh, I don't know. I, I, I will say the Home Run Derby, when they shifted to the timed format, I think it's better. Me too. Um, because the guys would just take every other pitch and like wait for the perfect pitch. Even Josh Hamilton's like twenty eight home runs. Yeah, it, it was started, amazing. But yeah, it, like it started 20, to like, lose its allure because yeah. like I mean he's just resting every like he, he he got to the point near the end when he had like eight or nine outs where it's like he was swinging at one out of every three pitches because he had to recover and like no that's not the way this should be so it's four minutes which is still plenty of time to hit a ton of home runs and uh, you just have to you have to have the endurance. All right, so. here's here's my question. Really quick, quick hitter. Favorite and least favorite part about the Harmon Derby? Favorite and least favorite part. Uh, that's tough. I mean, so the least favorite part is probably how many uh, stoppages and and uh, breaks there are. You know, like, like I, I guess how long it is. Like, like I, this could be done a lot faster, but obviously they have commercial breaks every two batters or something like that. Um, my favorite part, I think, is I mean, my favorite part is just seeing the home run totals. I think, like, like seeing how many a guy can hit in one round. But it's I don't know. My least favorite is how many highlights they have to put together beforehand. <laughs> we were sitting here prepping for the podcast and watched about an hour's worth of home run highlights, which are the same which are very highlight repetitive. for every single person over and over and over again. My favorite part is the kids in the outfield, obviously. Oh, yeah. Because they can't catch. Yeah. I don't know where they find the kids in the outfield. I know it's pro- it's hard to catch a fly ball, especially yeah. hit from what, some of the best sluggers in the league. Yeah. But why aren't you getting like high school baseball players yeah. to catch in the outfield? Because <laughs> these kids, are, the ball is literally ricocheting off their necks, off their chests. Like they're, they're bouncing off kids, and the other kids are catching them. It's just... There's yeah. no skill in the outfield. <laughs> I don't know if they do that on purpose or not, but it, it is quite comical. So that's my favorite part. Yeah, it does provide some uh, some humorous relief there. I forgot they also get a timeout during this thing, which I think is a little unnecessary. So I don't know. I mean, 
I like the home run derby. I like the home run derby, but it's I don't know. For me, it's tough to distinguish whether I just liked it more as a kid because I was a kid, or if because it was actually different. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. Like I don't know. Like I don't know if commercials and like look what am I looking at right now? There's a timeout. There's a there's yeah. an advertisement going on on the left while we're looking at like Blackman drink some Gatorade on the right, and now we're back to full screen. But for like thirty seconds there, I was being advertised. Like like they were, so they now, were advertising. Oh, at me. so Mister. Put advertising. I told you I could count on one hand the things I him, wanted it to put be. Put them in my fireworks, but not put, my baseball. That's, that's exactly my take. Put them in my fireworks, not in my baseball. So, um, so I don't know. I, I don't know if it was better when we were younger or if we just remember it that way. But, but it's yeah. lost some allure. Although yeah. th- this, the kids in it are good. Like the yeah. the Aaron Judge, Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Um, they've yeah. got two guys from the home team in it. Bo- uh, you know, Boar's in Miami, right? Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. I yeah, think Justin yeah. Boar's yeah, Miami, and so. so is Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah. Um, so it is a – I like that about it, um, but I'm I'm kind of out as well. Yeah. Last but not least in sports, <laughs> the least Gordon Hayward story you've ever heard. <laughs> so, Derek, I want you to set the scene. Okay. And tell us exactly what Gordon Hayward's first couple days in Boston have sure. been Sure. So, uh, so, well, so this is – after he signed, he he had a few he had a visit here. So, at, what his first time a uh, couple uh, stops here after he signed was on Thursday. So he signed on Tuesday, Fourth of July, and on Thursday, uh, according to the internet, and everybody can verify this pretty much via pictures now. Um, he got here on Thursday. So our friend Reed, one a friend of the podcast, friend of the pod, has been on before. Um, he was at Joseph A. Bank. Getting his suit tailored on Thursday afternoon, just him and the tailor. You know, there was no one else in the store yet at the time, but it was after work, so you'd presume that people would start showing up. Um, you know, so the first person who shows up, strolling in after work, or maybe just like getting off the plane or whatever, is Gordon Hayward. Oh, and Gordon, uh, Hayward. Gordon Hayward walks in, and Joseph A. Bank, yes, yeah. Joseph, where you get like six suits for a hundred bucks, yeah, and uh, not top, just signed not, a yeah, just signed a twenty nine point seven million dollar uh, contract for this year. Um, needs a couple suits. Needs a couple suits. Needs a couple. Needs a couple dozen so, suits. Um, so Gordon Hayward walks in. Our buddy Reed talks to him for a few minutes. He says, "Probably not a few minutes. Probably ten seconds." And uh, welcomes him to Boston. And Gordon Hayward asks the tailor if they do next day service. Um, and the tailor, this is my favorite part of the story that is underplayed. The tailor says, "What's the event?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Hayward says it's a press conference tomorrow. Um, so that was news to everybody because there was no press conference announced yet because the Celtics hadn't made the signing official. They had other moves to make. So um, Reed, if he wanted to, could have broken the story about the press conference. Yes, but the press conference didn't end up happening that day. Oh. So, hmm. so Gordon Hayward lied Sorry, or, or was it misinformed. Like Hayward didn't know when his press conference was, whatever the case was. So the long story short, Gordon Hayward, Joseph A. Bank was his choice to get his first suit in Boston. That's where you got to go. And then he walked on over to the North End to see where his new stomping grounds are with the garden right right across the way. And he went to Boston Barber and Tattoo Company, which is the barber shop in the North End that I have been to, Steve has been to. Uh, I go to regu- – I, I shouldn't say regularly, but I it's where I get my haircut when I go. It's only once every couple months. I've but shifted away from it. Steve it's has too shifted expensive, away from it. it's and they ex- give you the only the haircut that they want to give. They – they do. They, Not the haircut that you want. They do. If if you so, I have a really simple haircut that they they do a lot. It's yeah. it's a short on the sides, like kind of longer on the top. It's a very typical uh, of their clientele. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they do do a good job with that haircut. <laughs> yeah. a, a haircut similar to that, and Gordon Hayward happens to have a similar haircut. Yeah, that's uh, a perfect place or, for him to go. Yeah. So Gordon Hayward went to this place, which I found comical because. 
you know, the, the one of the jokes going around when he went to Joseph A. Bank, one of the jokes going around on Twitter was that Hayward doesn't pay for his suits because he pays for his haircuts. Oh. Because, you know, because Gordon Hayward's hair is the big thing. It's not what suit he's wearing. That's what matters. And then he walks over to Boston Barber Company across the street. So he doesn't obviously have some special hairstylist. Um, he, he goes to the, the local shop. So, uh, so Hayward goes there, and then he ended up going to dinner in the North End. So uh, that was his parent first night as a free agent in Boston. Um, and then the next day, uh, for lunch, picture surface of him and Danny Ainge at Panera Bread. So yeah. he's really balling out with the with the twenty nine point seven million dollar deal. Uh, they're gonna love <laughs> him here. Um, oh man! So uh, the, the 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 other shoe to fall. I will quickly transition into the uh, talking about the Celtics for a couple of minutes before we uh, hit the final drive. So the other shoe had to fall with the Gordon Hayward. The other shoe had signing. to fall. Um, the Celtics needed because of the way the cap worked, and actually, there's. There's one little nugget that I, I never thought about, but I heard about it during this whole cap thing that you might find interesting. Um, the salary cap projections get released like midway through the NBA season. And so teams sort of plan for their off seasons with what the, pro- the projected cap is going to be. And so the NBA's projected cap going into the playoffs, um, the NBA had projected that the cap would be $101 million for the up- this upcoming season. This was going into last season's playoffs. Um as a result of the playoffs and the dominance that the Warriors and Cavaliers had, the NBA lost a pretty good amount of its projected revenue wow. by the Cavaliers <laughs> and Warriors sweeping through playoff series and not literally losing out on probably between the two of them projected eight, nine, ten playoff games. Yeah. Um, and the cap projection was lowered to $99 million from $101 million, which is not a big lower. But for the Celtics, it was the difference between – waiving some like D league level players. And then the extra $2 million meant Marcus smart, Avery Bradley or Jay Crowder. One Whoa. of them was going to have to be traded. So now there's certainly criticism to say Danny Ainge is walking too close to the line. If $2 million per lowering a projection makes you have to get rid of your core guy. But, yeah. but the, the, the way it crumbled out, that is what happened. And so, so if the Celtics would if have the, won if, a few more games. If the Celt, well, if the Celt, so the Celtics, yes, theoretically, if the Celtics had pushed the Cavs to like seven, you know, but really, if anyone had beaten the Warriors <laughs> yeah. at any point, um, then and you know, and so the, I think the 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 kind of funny circular logic of all this is that what allowed the Warriors to get to the point they're at today, and it was the salary cap blooming last summer. Yeah, to to be like the salary cap ballooned so much because of how successful. Last year's playoffs were with Golden State, Cleveland, seven games, you know, Cavs, like highest rated game seven in history, like Cavs win it. The NBA made so much money. The salary cap grew so much that the Warriors suddenly were a contender to get Kevin Durant. Remember, it came out of nowhere. Yeah. And so it's very funny how circular that ends up being, where then because of that dominance, the cap shrinks down. Um, so anyway, the Celt- the other shoe was going to have to drop. People knew that the Celtics had to get rid of one of those key guys. And uh, tell Steve them who it was, was. Steve was, it was Avery Bradley. It was Avery Bradley. Um, who had one year left on his deal and is due for a big pay raise. He's going to get over 20 million bucks next year. So it made sense for the Celtics to do it. I love Avery Bradley, um, but it did make sense. They traded him for Marcus Morris, who's a, who's a decent power forward. Um, but Steve is still waiting for his payday here because it's coming. We've, we've mentioned on the podcast before that I'm feeling it. Uh, it's probably three years ago. Now we made a bet or two, probably two years ago. It might've, yeah, it was probably two years ago. I'm guessing. Um, we made a bet on who would be on the Celtics longer between Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder. And obviously, Steve bet Jay Isaiah Thomas, I bet Isaiah Thomas would, would stay be longer, longer because that, in hindsight, is the obvious choice. 
Um, but this was early. Isaiah was not an, a true stud yet. He wasn't a superstar yet. Um, That's one of my better calls. That was a good call. That was a good call. Your call of Isaiah becoming a star was really the point of that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to... Because that was to, asking you. who like, Yeah, that was asking me. who's was a Celtics fan. And, and I said, yeah, I love Isaiah. But at this time, I was like, no, I would pick Crowder. Now, in my own defense, Crowder's contract is... Oh, no, the, the contract The contract is the, is the whole... That. Come on. Get out of here. Come on. Okay. The contract is nope. the only reason I bet Crowder. You know that. I do, but you, you know say that the contract, every time. Well, it's the only reason I picked him in I that bet. I said, I said Crowder is not as good as Isaiah, not even close, but the contract is why I'm picking him. And again, I have admitted several times since that I'm going to lose this bet, but I will say the contract is the only reason that this bet is still going on. So it, it is interesting that, well, I mean, Danny Ainge They're both going to retire Celtics, and it's going no, 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 to no. be whoever... <laughs> Retires first. No, they're not going to both retire Celtics. I, I think Jay Crowder will get traded when his contract gets closer to being over. Um, but Isaiah Thomas has been calling for the Brinks truck, so he is a he free has. agent next year. We will see if the Celtics are willing to give him a max deal. I think they will, um, or at least the, I think the Celtics will keep him. But whether they give him a max or not is a different question, and it's a question of whether anyone in the league would give him a max at his height. So it, it's because um, a max is a ton of money. It's like talking about close to 40 million in the last years of that deal. So other teams might be shy away from it too. So either way, um, Avery Bradley traded uh, pretty, I mean, the trade makes sense for the Celtics. It allows them to get the cap space to sign Hayward. It brings back a versatile forward, but uh, Avery Bradley will be missed. He's one of the, one of, he was one of my favorite Celtics during his tenure. Um, just the, he's the kind of guy you want in your team. Just quiet, yeah. quiet, very, boring. very good teammate. Boring. He certainly was boring. He certainly was. Um, but he's he's a very good teammate and a and a great just a, a humble guy. Hum, yes. Like a, well, he's not what the league needs, but he's what your team needs. Your team yes. needs someone like yes. him. Yes, so. and they need to get rid of Jay Crowder. Is what they need next. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so that brings us to the final drive. Final drive. You gonna go first? Or I'm gonna, go, gonna go first tonight. All right, go first. So for my final drive, I've got another cozy book corner, Derek. Oh, cozy. cozy. Uh, so my cozy book corner is a book by Robert Penn Warren called. All the King's Men. Um, it's a classic. It was written written in the 1940s. It's a, it's a famous political novel. Won the Pulitzer Prize. It actually ended up not being a very political novel. I, I really like political fiction. I read The Last Hurrah, which is really good. Um, and this turned out to be like much more philosophical. And it po- probably could have been called One of the King's Men because it's just about one dude. And it's his right. It's it's this corrupt governor's right hand man, Jack Burden. Um, he's very philosophical, former journalist, digs into all these different, uh, he's basically doing odds and ends jobs for the governor, but they're all kind of to, like get dirt on people or to uh, kind of squeeze people in different directions or bribe people or whatever. But he's a very no-nonsense guy, and it's a very well narrated by that person. Um, I really liked it. I gave it 82% Steve Nicholas Avocados. Ooh, nice. Not a happy read, not an easy read, um, but if you like semi-political fiction with a lot of deep philosophical thoughts this book for you it was the first fiction book that i've ever actually taken out a pen and and highlighted quotes throughout the book because i I thought it was so profound um that's it cozy book corner all the king's men by robert penn warren 82 percent steve nicholas avocados um uh, i'm not highly recommending it to people because it's not an easy read but but there it is. If you if it's next up on your list and you're looking for it, there you go. There you go. 82. So, uh, my final drive is going to be another Celtics note. It's uh, related to summer league now, not um, not the the main Celtics off season. 
Uh, Jalen Brown. So Jalen Brown is uh, Celtics' number three pick from last year. Uh, kid that is uh, developing into what will hopefully be a star for the Celtics someday. Um, found it interesting. He's 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 always been true. He's uh, been regarded as mature beyond his years. Kind of a kid that is very academic and um, you know really likes learning and, and kind of is a mature kid for a twenty year old. And uh, I saw that in the Vegas league. So, so tons of teams do this, uh, the summer league in Vegas at this time of year, it's like 16 NBA teams or something like that, that participate in this portion of the summer league in Las Vegas. And Jalen Brown learned, started noticing that a ton of these summer league players are just drafted and they're not 21 years old. And as Jalen Brown said, I think his quote was, there's nothing to do in Vegas if you're not 21. Yeah. And so, um, rather than trying to tag along to all of their older teammates that are 21 years old, Jalen Brown is hosting an under-21 NBA social uh, at, at some at some venue uh, near the summer league uh, sometime later this week. That's so On funny. his own dime, he's treated. He's basically bringing in all rookies. You know, he's not doing it for. Basically, he's the second-year guy, and he's like all the rookies. Yeah. Come get to know each other. Don't come get like, into trouble. Come like like he's bringing some mentors there. So he like some of his Celtics contacts and like other vets that are in the league. He's bringing there to be mentors, Celtics, and like it's just to go Celt- meet everyone. They're gonna show up hammered. It's just to yeah. go meet, just go meet and greet. Yes, they'll show up hammered. Um, but yeah, so he's hosting an under twenty-one uh, NBA player social at summer league. So I, I find cute. that very interesting. Ice cream social. Um, and, and the thing is, it, it's it's uh, the, he thinks this is actually like this is like his kind of thing too. That's what's like funny, kind of funny about yeah. it. And in, in the same interview, he was talking about how he wants to be like the president of the players' association someday. Like he. He's very like this is the type of thing he wants to do. He doesn't. He has no interest in going and trying to get into the clubs that are for the twenty-one year olds. You know, yeah. he's going to host a social for these kids. I but love it. The, the the thing is, I think the culture with a lot of those young NBA players, it probably will be taken up well. I assume um, because a lot of them are just trying to get their feet wet and trying to trying to meet the the people in the league that they're going to need to learn from. So, um, do you it, think they're going to? Do you think he'll bring categories? I think they'll. I think they'll have a couple tables, maybe some categories, <laughs> maybe some Quiplash. You know, Love I it. think uh, Connect Four. The, the, yeah, Connect Four. Connect Rondo. Four. Rondo's running one of the tables for Connect Four. So, um, yeah. So it'll be, it'll be good. And then they have. Uh, I think they're going to build some some forts out of blankets, and uh, and they'll they'll have some lanterns, and they'll sleep over. So. Love it. Um, so there you go. Jalen Brown's under twenty one night for the NBA rookies. Ooh, that's it. That's it. So that's all we got for episode 71. 71. That's a lot of freaking episodes. You know what 71 means? Is that we're getting close to the point where we're like, hey, 100's coming up. Shoot. Like, I know we're not really there yet. We're still over half a year well, away. past 75 is like, whoa. Past 75, you're kind of like, whoa. Should we do a 75 Selly? Uh, we could do a minor 75 Selly, I think. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we should go crazy because, like, we did... We did 50, but we didn't do anything for 25. You know, we did 50 pretty Are you big. sure we didn't do anything for 25? We we probably didn't. We can go back and listen. <laughs> but, um, we probably didn't do anything much for 25. For okay. 50, we went pretty big. Um, we're huge, huge. Yeah, we went huge for 50. So <laughs> we're going to go huge for 100, obviously. Uh, um, so, but that, right, it's 20, I'm going to freak. 20, 29 weeks away. 100 is going to be nuts. Yeah. I'm going to. I don't know what I'm going to do. 100, yeah. Okay, let's not talk about it. All right. Too far away. We'll see you guys next week for 72. It's still pretty far away. Later, days.